Hello, I'm Cheryl Kennedy at the Library of Congress. Joining me are four of the nearly 100 men and women who served in the nation's armed forces and now work at the Library of Congress. They are... Ken Lopez. Kenneth is my formal name, but I go by Ken. Judith Conklin. Jeff Ganji. Sean Miller. Well, could you share what your military experience was and how did your time in the military prepare you for your current position at the library? And can you describe what that position is and the responsibilities that you have here at the institution? Uh, this is Ken Lopez. Uh, I uh, went in the military to the ROTC program. After graduating from college, I was commissioned as a lieutenant. And then within a year, I was deployed overseas to Vietnam, and I served as an armored cavalry platoon leader for a year. And then after that, I was reassigned to Washington, D.C., and I changed to the military intelligence branch, and I served three years here in Washington, D.C. on active duty. Uh, and then after that, I uh, separated from the Army in uh, 1971 and went to graduate school. And then after that, I sought employment with the federal government, and I've been with the federal government since 1973 with five different agencies, and my last agency is with my current agency, the Library of Congress, which I joined in 1997 as the first director of security, and I still serve in that capacity. So, Judith, can you tell us a little bit about your military background and what you do at the Library of Congress? I served in the U.S. Army from between the years of 1980 and 2000 in the Signal Corps, which is uh, communications. Nowadays, we would call it IT. Um, I was active duty for 10 years and reserve reserves for 10 years. I now, at the Library of Congress, am the Deputy CIO, Chief Information, Deputy Chief Information Officer, uh, which directly relates to what I learned in the Army. And uh, Jeff, could you give us a little information about your military and work background? Sure. I joined the Marine Corps in 1994 and spent about 12 years in. Um, I was an artillery cannoneer at first and then did a lateral move to counterintelligence for about nine years. Um, I joined the Library of Congress about three years ago as a presidential management fellow in the contracting office, and now I I'm a management and planning analyst for the Copyright Office. I work with the Chief Operating Officer. And how long did you work in the military? What, what uh, did you do? It was, it was 12 total years. I did um, a few deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan and the uh, Horn of Africa. And Sean? Hi, this is Sean. Uh, I served in the Pennsylvania Army National Guard from 2005 to 2012. And I did a deployment to Iraq in 2010 and 11. And the, uh, the entire time I was in the 109th Mobile Public Affairs Detachment. So I was a public affairs non-commissioned officer. So basically I was a writer and photographer and I helped edit the newsletter. So that directly ties into what I do now as the library's photographer. I cover all the daily events here at the library and visual information work. As a member of the military, what life lessons proved beneficial in your career? And who wants to start first, Ken? Uh, this is Ken Lopez again. Well, uh, 
That's a good question. Uh, I went on active duty as a young 23-year-old, and within a year I was deployed overseas for a one-year tour in Vietnam as a platoon leader. And uh, many people in my unit were draftees, about 25%, and they looked at me as a young lieutenant. What is he going to do? Well, I learned real quick what it was like to be in a leadership position in combat operations. And I came back after one year as an older and wiser 24-year-old. And I've used that uh, time on active duty and in the reserves to certainly uh, learn more about leadership and leading and responsibilities, which I've carried over into my civilian career. I think that's what I gained out of the uh, time in the military, both active and reserve, was uh, being placed in positions, leadership positions, positions of responsibility, which certainly the military gave me that foundation to succeed in my uh, federal civil service career. I look back at my military time and think I, I, I think it taught me an appreciation of of others, of people, and an appreciation of life in general, um, but of our uh, American life. And um, there isn't a day that I wake up and I don't appreciate um, the, uh, I'll say, easiness of life um, that we have, um, because in the military, if you get deployed a lot or or spend a lot of time away from home, um, it's it's a hard life doing that. And when, um, when you're back at home and now as a civilian, uh, I truly appreciate um, the wonderful life we have here in America. Um, and I appreciate the people around me um a lot um and i'm not sure i did that before i went in the military um another is responsibility the the military very much holds you responsible for your actions and when you become a leader the actions of those under you um and the buck stops there so um uh, you carry out the orders of, of those above you. And um, that was a big life lesson that I've carried throughout my career. If my immediate boss now um, states this is uh, what we need to do, I carry out those orders as if they're my own. And um, that's taught in the military. Um Another is change, whereas a lot of people in the civilian world, in, in civilian careers, um, are bothered with change. I think all four of us here can um, attest to the fact that we are used to uh, change in the military. Um, it could, we could be told in a week that we're being transferred or that we have orders or that we're going to a different unit. Um, or um, getting a new supervisor. In the military, especially on active duty, I was very used to getting a new supervisor every year. 
either I was transferring or my supervisor was transferring. Um, and maybe at best it was every two years. Uh, here at the library, um, that doesn't happen as much. In fact, I've had my held my longest job. I've been at the library for 20 years, but I've had my longest job in my entire career for seven years. And um, to me, um, that was phenomenal <laughs> with no change. Um, <clears throat> but um, I can accept change a lot. When, when things are changing around me, I, I, I've learned to accept it because of the military. And you sort of have the same experience? Yeah, I've had similar experiences. I, mean, I was deployed a lot, so I, I interacted, and my position in the military allowed me to um, to interact with a lot of foreign cultures, a lot of foreign people. So um, I had an opportunity to understand their culture and, and their points of view and their views of the United States and the U.S. military. Um, so I, I was able to learn that firsthand versus watching the news or, um, or reading it in a book. Um, I had I was exposed to a lot of different leaders. I was enlisted, so um, I was at the bottom of the totem pole when I first started. Um, but in the Marine Corps, they uh, encourage us to be leaders from very early uh, early rank. So uh, I was developed by some very good leaders. I also learned from some very bad leaders too. So um, you know, it's just as important to to learn what's not good and and. Uh, uh, and, and what's not valuable lessons to carry on. So I was fortunate enough to have some very good um, leadership early on that helped develop me throughout the years and go to courses and other uh, military education that, that allowed me to uh, improve my leadership skills and management skills and, um, and organizational skills. So those are things that, that I learned um, uh, throughout the 12 and a half years that I was in that I am able to, to carry to, to the library and in the current position that I'm in right now uh, as a management and planning analyst. It's kind of important to understand workflows and management and leadership styles and, and, uh, and helping people develop those skills themselves. But I did seize an opportunity to use the, the, the post-9-11 GI Bill to uh, finish college and go to law school. Um, so I did that and then from law school I, I went to the PMF program which is for graduate students. So I just sort of seized opportunities as I went along to improve my education. And then the PMF program had openings uh, here at the library that I was interested in. Uh, and I wanted to learn a new field. Okay. And Sean, uh, can you share your experience? I think I'll probably echo what everyone else has said so far, much like what Ken said. I learned leadership at a very young age. I enlisted in the Army when I was 20 years old. And uh, like Jeff said, I quickly learned I was put into leadership roles as well as being trained by some very good leaders. I learned what it's like to have a good mentor. I learned what it's like to have bad mentors and how to balance that. And uh, also echoing what Judith was saying, I think the military gave me a lot of perspective um, just when you have that time away and you're coming back and you're going, it gives you a new appreciation for the things you have. But I think the greatest lesson I learned and what's really helped me in my professional career, I got out of the Army in 2012 and I went immediately into grad school. And I think the best thing about deployment and then going into grad school is 
stress management and how to put things in a proper mind frame. Because when I was deployed, you know, we would come under rocket and mortar attacks and everything. So it's like it's a different level of stress and you still have to know how to do your job and do it well. And managing stories on tight deadlines and being sent out in the field with very little guidance as to what you're doing. So you have to go out there and be innovative and find stories because you don't always get specific assignments. They could say, go out with this unit for a week and come back with four stories. And you you just go out there and you have to figure it out on your own and uh, push yourself out of your comfort zone. Because I think, and it, what guides me now is I think that personal growth begins at the end of your comfort zone because you need to push yourself beyond what you're comfortable with. And I'm keep trying to bring that into my job here, like innovate new ways I can put things out there and find new creative ways to tell stories with photos and visual means. If you had to share some positive word that you think would help those who have not had your experience, who haven't had that kind of leadership or pressure to perform, what would that be? How would you encourage your colleagues to do better? Well, uh, this is Ken Lopez again. Um, in college, I studied urban planning. Of course, I'm not doing urban planning now. When I went into the military and came back from overseas here in Washington, I was in a security and intelligence unit. And that started my career in compliance and standards and policies. And that has stuck with me because at my different agencies I've been with, I've been in that business. And what it's taught me, and I've, uh, I've imparted on my subordinate managers and employees, um, the ability to work with standards and compliance, but be flexible in terms of their different ways to meet those standards. You can't be a dogmat. You need to be flexible, but at the same time, never lose sight that you have standards and you have criteria that need to be followed, not only just to fulfill your responsibilities, whatever they are, but in my field, you're talking about protecting assets, protecting people. And I think Judith can speak to the same thing in the IT world. And so much has changed in our world of security. And uh, keeping up is important. But I think it's, it's good with the new workforce who are more oriented toward technology. They've had to to survive, but they've never lost sight. And I try to impart them. They're never losing sight of maintaining what you need to do to maintain standards and discipline. But at the same time, be open-minded about a changing world and how you need to adjust to those without losing sight of what your goals are. I would say, <clears throat> I'll, I'll take it back to my first statement of um, appreciating, I like how Sean said it, the perspective, your perspective on life, your perspective on your job. But um, from a how would I do better or how would I encourage someone to um, do better um, or in the same situation, I would state that um, be have a very positive attitude, a positive outlook, um, and a good work ethic. And those around you, to include your management chain, um, appreciate that. Um, it 
it um, shows confidence. And um, I think um, when I look at veterans among me in my job and even in my, uh, in my, my personal life, I think that that is something that we bring to the table is um, the, the, uh, the military teaches us confidence in ourselves and our abilities and to exude that. So um, have a good work ethic and a positive outlook and others will think we're confident, you know, we'll see that confidence. Um, Jeff and Sean, what would you recommend to other transitioning soldiers returning home and entering civilian life? Uh, I would say that, um, you know, there's a lot of organizations out there now that help veterans sort of work on resumes and job interviewing mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and other areas. If you have found your job, um, I would seek out a mentor. I have two, one in the agency and one outside of the agency. So um, a sort of different perspective from outside the agency and then some background uh, for the person inside the agency. Um, I would also encourage people to, as Judith said, say stay positive because although a, a solution might be difficult, it's still possible. You know, there might be a lot of work involved, but keeping in mind it's still possible to do, though you might have to use, uh, you know, use a lot of assets or, or, or um, expend a lot of energy. And the other thing is to think outside of the box. I mean, that was one of the first things that when I did my lateral move to counterintelligence was we always have to think outside the box. It's very easy just to stay within our own little world and, and not um, and not go outside and look for, for other solutions. Sort of the who moved my cheese kind of um, you know, perspective on life. Uh, not everything can be contained in one small uh, small area. There's other things out there to to utilize and, and help make uh, help solve your problems. Thanks, Jeff. And Sean? Uh, this is Sean. I think uh, the biggest thing for my generation is if you're when you're transitioning out of the military is finding your community again and finding your niche because that was my struggle with transitioning out is you go from this intensely tight-knit group of people in your platoon or your squad or wherever you are and then you get out and you no longer have that tie and you come back in to almost anonymity. Uh, if you don't have that community, it's easy to fall off by yourself and wonder what it is you want to do with your life now because you look back at your military experience as such a, this crowning achievement in your life at some times or just like if it's the biggest thing you've done in your life so far and then you get out you find yourself kind of lost and wondering what to do after especially with our generation it's we have the longest war in american history and also the least percentage of the american public serving since it's an all-volunteer force and there weren't any draftees it's a much smaller population pool that served in the military even though we've been at war for over 15 years so i think coming out just it doesn't have to be a military community but there are so many groups out there right now and every generation it seems has had their own sort of niche with that the uh, the older generations you know started the american legion and the veterans of foreign wars and my generation has started 
so many like the mission continues and team red white and blue and there are so many organizations out there that all have their own kind of niche within the veteran community um whether it's uh like team rubicon goes out and does disaster relief because they use they utilize veterans with those military skills that have been in disaster zones to then go out and do humanitarian work or the mission continues is uh one that i'm a part of that we go out and we do public service projects so it's a way to serve again not in the military but as a civilian so it kind of it can fulfill that need again if that's what you're looking for and sometimes it's just getting together with a group of people to uh go out and maybe just go for a run or a bike ride or just get to know a community again because like i said you can easily be isolated when you get out and i think that's one of the most dangerous things for veterans is getting out and not knowing what to do with their lives afterward. So my advice would just be find your community, find your tribe, uh, and find your purpose again, because everyone had such an intense purpose when they were serving, especially if you were deployed overseas, you had this number, like you had this mission that you were doing every single day is come home, bring all your guys home, complete your mission, and I think finding your mission again once you return as a civilian is pretty crucial to being successful. Well, you all have written your own success story. Um, do you see your success as the exception versus the rule? You've been very successful, Director of Safety and Security at the Library of Congress. Is that the norm? Uh, a lot of it, I, I think that um, that was my goal to be in positions of responsibility. And, uh, and a lot of veterans, uh, they're more comfortable in other roles. That doesn't mean they're not successful in life. Everybody doesn't have to be out front. You can still be part of the pack and be successful because there's more to work, more to life than work. A family is important. You may be a sort of in the middle in your career, not necessarily at the bottom, but you have other attributes. And that relates to family. And I think that's important that many skills that you learn in the military sort of fall over into your day-to-day -day life outside the workforce. So I think that uh, uh, the responsibilities you learn in the military carry over into your family life. And your children see that too. And hopefully they all follow in that mold. And Judith, um, did you always want to be in IT? After um, uh, leaving the military, I knew that I should stay in IT because um, it clicked for me. And I had a lot of experience and training in it. Also, um, I think what's helped me be successful in my career after the military is um, there are several things. One is um, I when I joined the military, it was shortly after the WAC Corps was the WAC, uh, the Women's Army Corps was um, dissolved, and um, I think the Army hadn't yet decided how to handle women um, in their regular ranks, in their normal ranks, 
And so um, I was in, obviously in a male-dominated uh, military at the time. And um, I could have, I could have um, uh, succumbed to that or um, ex accepted that and learned from it. Um, the IT field is, through the years, has been very much like that. Um, it's a very uh, male-dominated field, career field to go into. And so <clears throat> um, through my IT career, there's been many, many times where um, uh, I'll be in a meeting and it, I'm the only female in the meeting, and I was used to that in the military. Um, uh, or I'm leading people where there's a ratio um, that... Um, is very uh, male, uh, high male uh, percentage in the uh, workforce. So um, that doesn't scare me at all um, in the IT field. I kind of don't care because I learned that in the military. It just doesn't matter. It, it, what matters is can you do your job? Can you lead the, uh, what you're supposed to be leading? Um, are you proficient? And I think that's taught me um, walking into my I, my civilian career to just um, forge ahead and not worry about it. And Sean? I like what Ken was saying about um, success can be determined many different ways for veterans. Um, so many veterans now are coming back and they're becoming entrepreneurs and starting their own businesses or going into uh, public service in other ways. So I think going literally from what you were doing in the military to having that job outside of it, yes, that's a success, but there are other ways to determine that. And I don't want people to think that you can't be successful if you're not doing what you were doing in the military and transitioning out. There's, there are so many different ways that uh, veterans are contributing to society now, and I think too often we only hear the, uh, the post-traumatic stress story or uh, how veterans are getting um, bad treatment through different agencies and everything. But I think far more veterans than people realize are incredibly successful now. And uh, they, they owe a lot of that to their military experience and that discipline and camaraderie they learn there. And um, for going to back to the question about... Um, encouraging people that never served or are civilians about um, how they can kind of get the same experience. I would, I think back to uh, Theodore Roosevelt, you know, growing up in kind of a, a higher class life and purposely challenging himself. So I think go out, find your own challenges and uh, rise above your comfort level, like I was saying before, to grow because war and the military make ordinary people in like you can have an extraordinary career and you can rise up above what you would normally do without it, but you don't have to be in the military to do that. There are ways to go out, find challenges in your life, and seek out things that can make you a better leader, a better person, better at your job, or whatever it is that you want to do in life and where you want to go.